0: Psionics suck, and so do dinosaurs. Hey, this is Eric from Dungeons & Tangents. Robert and I are about to get into a heated debate about telepathy and T-Rexes in our world of swords and sorcery. Psionics have been a regular edition of D&D for decades, as have dinosaurs, but we're not fans of either. The recent release of Tomb of Annihilation includes dinosaur races, which has opened a few old wounds for Robert and I. But before we start, I need to ask a favor. We would love to expand our audience, and right now the best way to make that happen is for you, the people who are listening to us, to rate us on iTunes. The more reviews we have, the higher our ranking on iTunes, and the more people who get exposed to us. Just leave a review on iTunes, and it'll help us out and motivate us to keep going. And now, on with the show. To me, psionics are very connected to X-Men comic books. Futuristic comic books. Really? Really? Well, there there are two different worlds that that I feel like psionics are all about. X-Men and Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick's, like, his entire reality started becoming infested by psionics after a little bit with Minority Report, um, what became Total Recall. Um, There's, like, two or three other books that had psionics.
1: Yeah, psionics for me feels very sci-fi, but... There's only one setting that's ever been able to pull off to me in a satisfactory fashion, and that was Ravenloft.
0: Do you have psionics there?
1: Oh yeah. There's. Um, I have no idea. They split off into these different domains, and there's one where it's a pretty much solely populated by lithids or mind flayers. Oh, okay. And um, the reason why it, it kind of sits well with me is because it's very much so a horror bent to it, where
0: um, okay. Well, it's that's... like an
1: insane asylum. and <clears throat> They're doing things to, you know, they're experimenting with the mind and all that. And uh, that was the one time where I was like, okay, it doesn't feel like sci-fi to me. It feels, no, this is like, like high fantasy, but it feels like horror. And that's the setting that it's in. And so it, it didn't feel like a, it, it didn't pop me out of that uh, headspace, that immersion. Okay, I guess. But the second somebody starts using their brain to, to move shit around,
0: um, yeah, then how's why, why aren't
1: we calling it magic at that right.
0: point? Right, and now you're mixing mixing metaphors too much because magic is an unknowable force in my mind. Like it's it's something you don't even question. It's just it works. Whereas psionics. It Has an explanation, like a pseudo-physical explanation. There's something about the human mind that can produce something that that I don't know.
1: Minds, my have got a different take on it. I don't think magic needs to be an, a noble force, but if it's uh, sources arcane or divine, you know, arcane being well, true. a wizard or divine being like those a, are a priest or something like that. Knowable. It's it's something that doesn't come from you, but you channel it. It's, it it ties you together with a bigger picture. Right. Except a bigger sorcerer's force, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but they can use magic innately as opposed to studying it. Yeah. But it's still not like the magic. Like they are the magic, right? They're channeling magic of okay. the like ether. And for me, and I'm not saying that's what the mechanic is or what the narrative is, I'm saying that's what it feels like to me. Like you're tied into a bigger force, right? A bigger thing. Yeah. Whereas psionics because like it's just it's your brain. And so it's it for yeah, me. True. It feels like it cuts you off from this bigger, more fantastic narrative. Mm-hmm. It's just you you know, you're so smart or your brain's so big or whatever that you get to move <laughs> shit with your... And it it feels very isolating to me. Um, instead of being a part mm. of a bigger
0: world, it's just about you. And to me, it, it it just reminds me of Mutants constantly. And it if there's a character in a, a game that isn't a mind flare that's using its mind to do things, I'm more likely just to think that it's, it's like i don't know like gene gray or
1: yeah and the only time i would i would see that that sounds like i could see it is when um it's compensating right so and and a horror element like somebody is able to move shit with their minds but they're a a quadriplegic or something right like
0: oh okay they had to adapt
1: like Xavier. Not because they're just running oh. around all powerful, right? Okay. Um, but there's something about, and again, it goes back to that horror aspect, but like there's something very dark about the nature of it. Um, like they can't uh, move, or like, it reminds me of that video from Metallica. Oh, one. Right? Um, where it's all you have, and so it would have to, well, like,. Um, Anybody losing one of their senses and their senses yeah. become sharper. Stuff like that. I
0: don't know. Cyanics seem wrong.
1: It's, it just, there's, <laughs> it's weird to me because it, it feels... It, it goes against the grain for everything that I enjoy about D&D. And yet somehow, every once in a while, it feels like it fits to me. And so I guess I'm just trying to figure out why that I, is.
0: You know, well, okay. The illithids, or how did you say it? Uh, illithids, Il- illithids. Illithids. I'm not, I have no clue what the pronunciation Mind player, is. Mind Flayer. I've heard... I guess I've heard both. We should put a D&D Beyond and hear what Matt Mercer says. Oh, about that's it. true. Anyway, those are like straight out of Lovecraft. They're not, I don't know if they're specifically something that Lovecraft created, but they are very much. I think, I don't know if Gary Gygax created them, but he might have. And he was very influenced by Lovecraft, and they are very much like messing with your mind in the mm-hmm. way that some of the alien creatures in. Lovecraft do. I don't know. The Mind Flayers feel like they have a place in that world, in, in the, the Forgotten Realms or Greyhawk or where just the whole D&D world.
1: And I think part of the reason why that might fit is because if you're going to hide that Lovecraft references, it's not defined.
0: No. Nothing yeah. Lovecraft
1: is defined, right? No, that was his whole deal. Was that you, it, it scares the crap out of you because you, you can't wrap your brain around it. It's unknown. Yeah. Um, and so you just like this, you instinctually find it revolting, or you, you know, to keep yourself safe, you shy away from it. But you, you can't understand or conceive what it is. It's one of those quotes, like one of the greatest kindnesses is the mind's inability to perceive everything around it or something like that. Like
0: <laughs>
1: that, <laughs> right? The shit that you don't get, like it's that creeping feeling up you know, the, the back of your neck or something that that you're 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 getting all the signals, you're getting all the the tools you're getting all the information and your brain as a mercy to you just can't put it together because it's so horrifying that if you could actually put the pieces together you would lose your mind And which is what we see in you know all of the Call of Cthulhu games like Call oh, of yeah. Cthulhu you're going to die but you're going to lose your mind first like it's so <laughs> brutal a game that you're going to uh, and the way that you do that is by learning Whenever you learn shit and call it who, and you right. figure out a little more about how the universe works, it's so traumatizing to your sense of self that it breaks you a little bit, right?
0: I have to play those games.
1: Um, I think they're great. It probably says a lot about my <laughs> personality.
0: Um, when I hear the word psionic, I don't hear mind flare. I hear I hear Gene Gray and, and Professor Xavier. And I
1: don't hear ambiguity or unknown. No, I hear defined and... and you know, yeah, very yeah. formulaic definition of of what's going on, and and a lot of testing and theory, and and really kind of quantifying everything, as opposed to fuck it, it's magic,
0: right? <laughs> Which the pro- okay, here's a problem with psionics. If I if I'm a DM and I just want to come up with a new spell, I can come up with a new spell. I can be like. uh this spell is going to magically grow your hair longer for inexplicable reasons, and and it does it can be inexplicable reasons. I don't have to explain it. It can make you smell. Uh, what was it, wheat or? Something? Yeah, it, it was. It was <laughs> a great by the way. Smell portal. That's what it was. <laughs> and the the guy who casted it. Well, Chris was playing the character. I just handed him the the spell sheet, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And he he casts. You know. A, a spell and the character that he casts it at suddenly smells something from elsewhere. And, you know, you could... I guess you could explain that with psionics, but that would be like... But you could explain it, right? It would be that person's mind is boring into your mind in order to make you smell something.
1: But that's just it. With with it being a magic spell, I don't feel the need to explain how it works. Whereas with it being I for some reason, I instinctively feel a need to define how that would work.
0: Right. And that saps a little of the fun out of it. It it totally does. Absolutely. Like if I said uh, forcing a smell on somebody through a psionic power, that wouldn't be quite as humorous as Smell Portal. Yeah. And it wouldn't be as, as quirky and fun. I don't know. For some
1: weird reason, I can buy. Oh, I just went to school and I studied smell magic, as opposed to I can <laughs> drill into your brain, my brain, and I use that ability to make you smell shit. Right? <laughs> one seems, I don't know. I'm not gonna say reasonable, but one my my one brain doesn't th- reject one, and my and the other one, I, I'm immediately like, Nah, you wouldn't do that. If you could e- do that, I would get lottery numbers, and
0: you know. I guess that's another thing about psionics is it feels like it's something that can break the whole system very fast. If you can just go around reading everyone's mind and uh, forcing thoughts on people, done. Everything's done.
1: That's probably another reason why I don't i don't feel very accepting towards it is that for illithids there's a whole community it's a whole race and they all have that ability right yeah and so it it makes sense for magic not everybody can cast magic but it's a very defined part of the world like it's it's when you when i play DD, i imagine a magical world where you know impossible shit happens there's dragons you know, Wizards built dungeons in the ground. It's not, you know, every third city block is a dungeon and, you know, dragons are everywhere. <laughs> but it's, it's not something where people don't believe it. They know it's real, but... Um, I don't but, know, it's like, but it's not everyone. But it's not everywhere. It's not like, oh, well, dragons aren't real or, or something like that, right? It's like, oh, yeah, but that's the next time I don't have to worry about it. Right. Whereas psionics, for me, like, you're not going to find a psionic person in a DD and d world it's going to be a huge anomaly, a huge outlier. There's not uh, an academy you can go to learn how to train your brain, right? And yeah. so it feels like it's a, like a, a break or a kind of a, a schism in how I perceive the world and the rules and that that preconceived notion of it. And maybe, maybe and, that's good. I don't well, know. no,
0: I, th- I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I don't like Sionics is because they're not built into the system. They're not part of that world. They're something that somebody has tacked on, because they're like, I like this thing. I want this in D&D, just like fucking dinosaurs. But I want... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: want to be able to tack shit on, right? Um,
0: but sure, I tacked on Smell Portal. There you go, it's right? It's cool.
1: But, but it in <laughs> no way broke my... Or again, it didn't pull me out of that engagement or that immersion, right? It, no. It, it fed into it. For me... So, psionics, dinosaurs, it, it breaks that for me. It's like, yeah. it's like watching a really good fucking show and a commercial comes on. It's like all of a sudden, like, right, oh, right. Cheerios, great.
0: Right. Um, if, if you had to watch Stranger Things, and I was every... fucking
1: thinking about Stranger Things, I swear to God, I was thinking about Stranger <laughs> Things and the commercial coming on, which is weird for two reasons. One, you're in my brain. <laughs> and two, it's on Netflix and there are no commercials. So why would we both go well, exactly. back to Stranger Things?
0: Well, because it would be so messed up. To oh, see no, Stranger I, I Things with okay, commercials, yeah, that, that, yeah, I'd be pissed. That, that would I'd be pissed, right? Even if the commercial was at the break of one of the episodes between episodes, I'd be like, ah, because um, strange. One of the wonderful things about our modern world of media is we can binge watch an entire show and not be taken out of the experience.
1: True, and and I get that not everybody Stranger Things isn't everybody's, you know cup of tea and they have the right to be wrong because they are <laughs> uh but for me stranger things is one of those just fucking fantastic almost perfect shows and it's not just the story and the story i think is great it's not just the cast and all that but so much thought and consideration went into the setting and that immersion i i, w- I would watch yeah. that and i was like oh fuck i remember that when i was a kid i remember doing that i remember going out with my friends and 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 playing in the backyard, and it's not because you know there were GI Joes or Transformers, and like they just oh well, this is stuff people had when they were a kid. We're gonna throw don't it in you there, remember in this? <laughs> but you don't go out and play in a tree fort anymore, right? Like it's no. not something you see kids doing. I did that, and that oh, was yeah. like I wanted to get out of school to, so I go home and you know throw my, my backpack down and go with my buddy and play in the woods. Like that's all I thought about all day when I get <laughs> home, you know. You know, get my books and get rid of that and, and go and and go and play. And we would have stuff like my buddy had uh, – his dad took him to an army surplus store. And so we oh. had – one of those kids had one of those like bags that you'd have like in Vietnam, right? Yeah. Uh, and that was what he took on adventures. And <laughs> that was – all I wanted to do was go on adventures when I was a kid. And Stranger Things tapped right into that and yeah. brought it back with just such startling clarity of what it was like when I was a kid.
0: Which is bizarre because the writers are younger than you and I. Are they really? Yeah, they're like 10 10 years younger than us. Fucking
1: nailed it. I love that show so much. And then just, and maybe it's an anomaly, right? Maybe it's, oh, they got lucky and then they'll they'll happen again. Maybe. But look at that trailer for season two with Ghostbusters and all that. Yeah, oh, that sucked me right back into my childhood again. I was like, <laughs> I want to see this now. Like, I have completely blown off any Halloween plans. We're friends, we're, we're going to go. I'm still a little upset that you're not going to be I'm here. I'm
0: going to be in Florida, but we're all going to get know, together and watch. I don't know that. what's going to happen? We're probably, we're probably going to watch like
1: all the way through. Like, <laughs> um, but something that just—it's like. Netflix figured out that feeling you get when you smell something that you haven't smelled since you were twelve, and it just brings every like that powerful memory trigger. They figured out a way to do that and just pipe it through the internet and put it straight in your TV, (laughs) and it's amazing that that show just fires on so many different levels for me. It's it's perfect.
0: It hits on what D and D, what to me D and D is supposed to do, which is put you into. A world and an experience that is all about adventure and all about that world and being in that world and not being taken out by commercials or by some sort of inconsistency with that world that's, I don't know, your average TV show has weird inconsistencies, fourth wall breaking, stuff that, that, that takes you out of it for a little bit. And you're like, oh, well, huh, okay. Well, uh, I'll suspend my disbelief for a little bit.
1: Well are playing. I think it's something that we both have uh, grievances about using your phone when you're playing D and D. Like yeah. we'll use it like for for tools like that. But and somebody I, who's I've using some mouse like it.
0: I I've been even, moving
1: farther and farther away from any technology during D and D. I won't even look at my phone well, while you watching your Things. I, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> have one when I was that age. Why would I want to look at it now? Uh, it's true. It's like offensive for me to just like to anything that pulls me out of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to eat pizza out of a cardboard box. <laughs> Uh, and, and play with like little plastic army guys, and make a fort out of bed sheets, and just fucking watch Stranger <laughs> Things. And it's been a long time since something has resonated that powerfully for me with my childhood. Uh, and D and D, I get a taste of that you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much is because um, it, it it was one of the, my, my main sources of fun when I was a kid. It's one, it's other than you know, video games, it's one of my main sources of fun now, absolutely. <laughs> But it, it, there's definitely a connection there, um, but it's so dependent on a lot of variables that aren't perfect. Mm. You know, it's a social game. You know, yeah. things like that. And to have that kind of a controlled environment, to have that kind of uh, presentation, yeah, Stranger Things is great. And to, ha- but if there was all of a sudden there was shit, I don't want to. Now I feel like okay, if all of a sudden there was a dinosaur on Stranger Things, or break my immersion. And I'm like, oh, well, shit. Is there going to be a dinosaur in season two that just jinx it? Like, is it- <laughs> I really hope not. Um, I don't know how much. If anybody hasn't seen season one, you know, spoilers. Uh, you've seen always yeah. season one, or two, right? Yeah.
0: And but, what but was yeah, the, main well, the main ability main, of eleven? Right. Uh, eleven is a psionic, exactly. But in the context of that reality, which makes so much more sense.
1: It does. That's an excellent point too. It does. Like,
0: and and I it kind of reinforces the point I made earlier, which is that D&D is built around a world that's very much pulled from Conan the Barbarian, mm-hmm. um, Middle Earth, and a couple other places, but it's, it's the fantasy reality that's in a medieval realm with the magical elements that writers and, and myth have, have generated over hundreds of years. And psionics is something that, First, started getting talked about in like the 40s, 50s. It's, it's a new concept. And then uh, it got a real hold in comic books in the, the 60s, 70s, 80s. And so it makes sense for there to be a psionic in something that's based in the 80s when yeah, like the, x Men was huge. Of and,
1: Cold War testing in the <clears> 80s is not. Yeah uh by any means a, a, a suspension or a break in my suspension of disbelief, right? right? That's totally in line with it. Yeah. Damn it's such a good show.
0: <laughs> uh
1: but yeah, so yeah, but like something like dinosaurs in there, or like we were talking about Braveheart, right? Oh yeah. Brave- and there's that one scene where there's a this like white car <clears throat> driving in the background. I never caught it and you it's still in the movie today. Yeah. Um I never noticed it. I watched it in the theaters never noticed it. I cannot see it now, right? <laughs> no, but it might be that dinosaurs are what you enjoy, obviously, a lot of people are like that because yeah. it's, it's been a part of D and D for a long time. It's it's one of the things that's coming back now, and people are pretty excited about it. And I think that's great. Some people, <laughs> um, not necessarily my bag, but you made a great point of just put something else in there.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see why we all know the history of dinosaurs. Dinosaurs were creatures that existed before humans, millions of years ago, and. Did not exist in uh, in concert with humans, and since they since we know that it's it's I have to take another leap of faith to believe that this reality that's this alternate reality is somehow a mashup of one part of our reality and another part of our reality, two that never coincided in any way and then I've got to uh, rely on the the writers. To tell me how that society functions now that it has dinosaurs in it, well, our society never had that. Now, obviously, our society didn't have magic, but again, we have generations of writers who have written about how magic could be mm-hmm. done, and it, it's been a part of like human myth for years, for millennia. Of in in every culture, uh, there's been some form of magic, whether it's. Chinese, Egyptian, uh, Anglo-Saxon, we all have magic myths. We don't all have dinosaur ride myths. <laughs> I, I see what you're
1: saying. That's, I don't think that's what really gets me. I just feel like it's, there's like two kinds of people, right? Like people who mash all their food up on their plate and people who like have to have everything separate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know if I just like to have things separate because there's certain things like the mashup but like I'm, I'm a big fan of the Harry Potter movies and I like Jurassic Park I don't think I would like a reboot that blends them together <laughs> but if someone no. does that I want 10% as my idea first um, <laughs>
0: does
1: that make sense like yeah. I, I like them both quite a bit on their own yeah putting them together I, don't, I just don't think I would get it no. until somebody does it and they do a great job and I'm, I love it and, and all that it just, it just feels off to me and for something that, where that immersion is so important, anything that makes that feel off, it, 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 it take, it's a big yeah end.
0: Yeah, that, that, I feel like that's where it comes back to, really, for me, is it pulls me out of the immersion. I immediately notice that something is off.
1: It goes back to what we had on last time with, like, fourth edition and all that, where I'm constantly giving that, you know, a bad time. I've never played it. People that's, enjoy it. That's true. I'm, I'm just... Speculating and, and honestly being pretty ignorant because I I haven't played it.
0: That's true. I haven't played a game of D and D that involved dinosaurs. I have the perfect example. No, nope, that's not true. I played uh, Might and Magic, which was a D and D variant video game. There, I don't, was there a dinosaur at the end? Or? There were some dinosaurs in Might and Magic Two. I think was the there one I anyway.
1: was a game on the. Uh, Sega Genesis, that was a D&D-branded game. It was a licensed oh, D&D game. Oh, yeah. And shit, spoilers. Like, first of all, if you haven't played it, you're probably not going to play it. And second of all, if you haven't played it, you're probably going to find it. <laughs> uh, but at the end, it was a dinosaur. It was like a T-Rex. <laughs> and, and I remember thinking that was... I remember playing it, and I played this game, like, nonstop. One of the things where I slept as little as possible. I was skipping dinners when Mom would call me downstairs just to get through it as much I, as possible. And I got and I was like, what the fuck just happened?
0: I would think... If that happened to me today in a video game, I'd be like, "Did they start writing a completely different video game and just had this whole boss fight figured out first, and then decided to write like put D and D based sprites on everything and forgot the boss?"
1: (laughs) But a a great example of this, uh, and of of like, and everybody's different. Everybody to each their own. If If you like that kind of thing, it's great, and now it's there and it's fantastic. And also playing d as a kid was something where I was doing what I wanted to do and everybody was like that's stupid right so it's it's very um, it's I don't know it, it's not the greatest thing to be like I don't like this like that when I'm one of my greatest hobbies is something where other people were, were kind of that way to me
0: <laughs> that's true
1: so I think it's important to make a distinction of it's not what I like but I love the fact that other people get to play what they like
0: that's true
1: but the example for this Stay with me here. My mom, I was about 17 years old. I was living with my parents. I I walked in the room. My mom was sitting there with a can of jalapeno cheese and a a big can of uh, original Pringles. And she was dipping the Pringles in the jalapeno cheese, okay? This jalapeno cheese, like nacho cheese dip. Yeah. And this looks like the most just awfully disgusting thing i've ever seen i'm pretty sure i told her just about that 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 is nasty and she looks at me and she goes hey it's fine you don't have to like it right i tried it i'm gonna tell you right now pringles and jalapeno cheese nachos is one of the most amazing foods on the planet (laughs) i can kill two cans of pringles and a a puck of that jalapeno cheese it's so good it's amazing (laughs) it's one of i've
0: seen you eat it before
1: oh it's oh it's fantastic so, you know, sometimes you say, I give yourself a chance, right? I guess. And if you don't like it, then, you know, you don't have the dinosaurs in your DD That's okay. Yeah. But it's great that we have that option. It's great that we have that choice.
0: I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> Next episode, we talk about Armor Class. As always, if you have suggestions for future episodes, reach out to us on Twitter at Dungeon underscore Tangent. Or go to our website, dungeonsandtangents.net That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us.